This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Tigers and 20 Off the Boards, a Go Tigers 247 audio podcast where we bring you breaking news and interviews with players, top recruits, coaches, and influencers from football and basketball across the city of Memphis and around the nation. Now, let's get to the episode. Welcome back to Go Tigers 247's Tigers and 20 Off the Boards. Y'all know what this is, man. We just uh, we bring in um, influencers, coaches, uh, players, and other media members to talk about things that are happening inside of the Memphis Tiger program. And I wanted to uh, bring on um, the the Herds 247's Tom Bragg um, to, to talk about uh, Tim Gramsey, the new offensive coordinator that Ryan Silverfield um, hired. He announced his hire last night. Um, wanted to bring on Tom and, and, and just – Help Tiger fans get to know who Coach Cramsey is and 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 what what they can expect from a Tim Cramsey run offense. So, Tom, thank you so much for joining me, man. Hey, no problem, buddy. Anytime. What's up? Yeah, so I wanted to ask you, man. Like, just you know, I know that uh, Coach Cramsey is uh, coming from Marshall, coming from Marshall as the offensive coordinator, and obviously you covering the Marshall team. Um, you have insight into who he is and what he does. And so I wanted to, uh, first off, first question for you is, man, what uh, uh, what's the reaction been at Marshall about losing um, Tim Cramsey? Honestly, and Memphis fans probably won't like to hear this, It's been it's been kind of split. There was a, I don't know if they were a minority, but there was a vocal portion of the fan base that had kind of tired on Tim Cramsey. But if you, if you look at the numbers, Marshall's had a, a really good offense statistically under, under Tim Cramsey, you know, they had guys like Grant Wells, who quarterback has since transferred to Virginia tech, but he kind of came out of nowhere, local kid here in West Virginia. Nobody really thought he was going to be a guy to develop into not even just a starting quarterback, but an all conference type starting quarterback, like he had been. And Cramsey also handled the quarterbacks as well as being the offensive coordinator at Marshall. So that was definitely a, a feather in his cap. But the thing with Tim Cramsey's offenses, the last few years seems to be, they put up tons of numbers, but they tended to fade, particularly in the back half of the season. And the, the 2020 season, obviously, there was lots of weird things going on with scheduling and COVID and all of that. Marshall got out to a hot start, 7-0. and I believe they were as high as 15, maybe 14 in the country in most of the major polls. And then they lose a couple straight at the end, and it was the offense. They just couldn't put any points up. They were turning the ball over. They lost inexplicably to a bad Rice team. They got shut out at home. It was the first time Marshall had been shut out at home ever since they opened that stadium in 1991 they they go on another not so great offensive performance in the the 2020 CUSA title game against UAB and then they kind of laid an egg at the bowl game against Buffalo so that ushered out Doc Holliday the former coach 
in comes Charles Huff, and the only member of Doc Holliday's staff that he kept was Tim Cramsey. He's the only holdover from the whole staff. And I thought that kind of spoke volumes of the, the respect that, that the way that Cramsey ran his offense had had earned from guys like Huff, who were outsiders coming in, kind of taking, taking a stock of, of what Marshall had. They kept that guy, <clears throat> and it was kind of the same thing this year. Marshall got off to a pretty good start. They were scoring a bunch of points. Maybe they were missing here and there. They lost early uh, to East Carolina, a game they really should have won. That wasn't really on the offense, though. That was defense gave up a bunch of points late, let East Carolina come back. They went down to App State, a really good App State uh, team this year. They lost 31-30 on a Thursday night on ESPN. Great game. Again, not really on the offense. But towards the end of this season, when things kind of sputtered a little bit, I guess, for Marshall, it was it was points. It was turnovers. It was some inconsistency on, on offense. Now, Marshall had a really good freshman running back this year, a kid named Rasheen Ali, Football Writers Association of America, all uh, freshman All-American. Um, Grant Wells that I mentioned had another pretty good year, but He's on his way out. He transferred to Virginia Tech. So it'll be interesting from the Marshall side to see how this goes because you're bringing in a new quarterback. They got the transfer, um, Henry Columbia from Texas Tech. You're going to be bringing in a new offensive coordinator. But it'll be interesting to see how they how they transition to that. Marshall under Cramsey was kind of a wide open. They wanted to move fast. They wanted to, lots of plays, lots of points. And I figure that's probably what he's going to try to bring down to Memphis. I'm not sure if the, the new head coach will be – you know, step for step in line with what Huff and, and Doc Holliday tried to do with Tim Cramsey here. But that's kind of been his MO. They want to move fast. They want to put up lots of plays. They want to be if they're only running 80 plays a game, that's not enough. They want to be 90. They want to be 100. They want to be among those teams that that is just play, 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 make the defenses move fast and react. So, like I said, it'll be interesting to see how that goes down in Memphis. Marshall fans kind of split. I know Cramsey, Cramsey had his good and his bad times at Marshall. The good was really, really good. And the bad just it. It felt like Marshall was close, but not quite there. So with Ryan Silverfield as the head coach at the University of Memphis, he's obviously been on staff at the University of Memphis under Mike Norvell before Mike left for Florida State. Um, and, you know, Ryan Silverfield's role was a um, for Memphis was as an offensive line um, coach. He's had history um, as a running backs coordinator. He's coached some of the best running backs in the NFL. Um, and obviously he's had uh, a role with some of the Memphis running backs that are in the NFL now. Um, Ryan Silverfield loves the run game. He loves to establish um, the, the offense through the run game. Um, so I guess I, my question for you is, does that go hand in hand with what Cramsey likes to do on offense like what is what are some of the you've mentioned a little bit of the the fast pace the the lots of plays lots of yards but what if if you had to game plan out a Tim Cramsey offensive um, performance what would it look like would it be run heavy off uh, passing the ball spread offense what would it look like well Marshall has been fortunate particularly in these Cramsey years of having just some really fantastic running backs on the roster. I mentioned Rasheen Ali as a, as a redshirt freshman this year was very, very good. And that comes on the heels of a guy, Brendan Knox, who was one of the best running backs in, in Marshall school history. He's a conference USA MVP offensive player of the year for the league. A, a couple of times, I believe. And, and that's really what Marshall built off of. Yes. They like to move quick and throw the ball downfield when the, when the opportunities presented themselves, but they also had running backs who were going for four and five yards a clip, and they really like to build off of that. I'm not super familiar with Memphis's roster right now. If they don't have that type of guy, I would imagine 
Cramsey and the recruiting guys are, are going to go out and, and look for that sort of mold, a guy. Um, that would be my advice to Memphis fans. If you want to know what you might expect, go look at the way Marshall has recruited running backs and how they've used those guys like Ali, like Brendan Knox. So those those were the two big guys on, under Cramsey and, and really everything built off of that. Like I said, they like to pass. They want to get good quarterbacks, athletic wide receivers who can go make plays, but everything kind of built off the running game. So, you know, we're a 247 site, 247 sports. We, we, we love the recruiting aspect of things. Um, and obviously, Cramsey is a uh, coach. Cramsey is going to be um, hitting the trail hard. I think he even tweeted out this morning he was in Atlanta um, already recruiting. Um, what is what is his reputation on the recruiting trail? Like, where does he recruit? Where where are his ties? Um, what can Memphis fans expect in terms of like where he'll be a lot? And and what what is his reputation on the recruiting trail? Well, I'll I'll say this. So earlier this week. Um, New thing going on in, in college football this year. The NCAA is allowing coaching coaching staffs and coaches to visit players that have signed, but have not. They're not done with high school. So guys that signed the the NLIs during the uh, during December, but are finishing out the, those last semesters, last classes. And the Marshall staff was down in Texas this week talking to a three star tight end, kid named Sean Salas, really good player. And when the news came out, I guess last night that it was official that that Cramsey was gone. Uh, Mr. Salas, Sean Salas's dad, it wasn't a DM. It was a public tweet. He sent it at me. He was like, man, that guy is going to be a star down there. We, he made a really good impression on us. Good for Memphis, but he probably won't be there long. Cause we think he's going to be a head coach that might be taking it a little bit far baby steps with, with that, but his reputation among the guys that, that Marshall was able to go out and recruit was great. I have never heard a bad thing about him from recruits. I know Grant Wells, the, the quarterback I keep bringing up that, that transferred out, he loved him. And I think that was a big part of the reason why Huff brought Cramsey back to, to the staff was that there was that connection with the quarterback. And you look back, the the guy that, um, that Marshall had before Wells, a kid named Isaiah Green, he kind of plateaued. He ended up transferring out. But it was the same thing. He was a project, and Cramsey got a hold of him and turned him into an all-conference type quarterback. So he's he's a development guy. He's a relationships guy. He recruits really all over. He's been, gosh, he's got a long list of places he's been. You know, he he coached out west. He's been in Nevada. He's been in Montana State. He's been in uh, New Hampshire. That's he comes from the Chip Kelly tree. He got his start in, in college coaching at New Hampshire when Chip Kelly was the coach there. Uh, he's been at uh, FIU, so he's got some Florida ties there. So he's he's got you know he's got a thumb in some pies in, in a bunch of different spots around the country. Seems to be last few years he's done really well in the South. You've seen him pop up in the Carolinas. Marshall recruits heavy in Virginia. Uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, all through all through the South. There, that's a big fertile recruiting area for Marshall, and he's been a big part of that. So, <clears throat> the previous offensive coordinator at the University of Memphis was a guy named Mike Johns, and uh, Mike was um, offensive coordinator under um, Mike Norvell, um, and then stayed on under Ryan Silverfield. And what was everybody knew that when Mike Norvell was at Memphis. Um, he called. He was the play caller for um, the University of Memphis offense. That that was his deal. Um, and when Johns was uh, last year, Ryan Silverfield's second year as the as the head coach, um, we 
Johns became the play caller for the University of Memphis. And it was there was a tough transition, I think, for him because he hadn't done that before in the past. And so I wanted to ask you about um, uh, Coach Cramsey's role at Marshall um, with Coach Huff. Was Coach Huff the play caller or did Cramsey call the plays? Or what, what was the, the dynamic between head coach and offensive coordinator? The, the read I always got on that is Cramsey was calling the plays and Huff had veto power down, down, down on the field. And the thing you got to remember about Huff, he came in to take this head coaching job at Marshall. He had been the running backs coach at Alabama and their point man on recruiting. Essentially. He was the guy that recruited all those dudes that, that are so good at Alabama now. And before that he had kind of done the same thing at uh, Penn state, Mississippi state. He, he was the guy who recruited Saquon Barkley at, at Penn state to give you some background on Huff, but he had never been a coordinator before he came in to Marshall. So he had never had the play calling duties. He had never had up in the box, reading the, reading the field, looking at the screens, getting on the headsets, making those calls. So Cramsey was the guy upstairs making, making the calls for Marshall. Huff did have veto power, but I don't think he exercised it a whole lot. It was kind of Cramsey's game on offense. So in your opinion, um, what should Tigers expect, Tiger fans expect um, from uh, Coach Cramsey? Uh, what, what should the, the offense look like next year? And, and should they be excited about, about Coach Cramsey coming on board? I think they should be excited about Co- Coach Cramsey coming on board. I, like I said, there was the, the vocal portion of the Marshall fan base that had kind of gotten stale on Cramsey. But I, I didn't think he was a bad coach. I just think it had, it, it had come to a point where – you just needed change. Everybody needed a fresh, fresh scenery, but on, on both sides of that. And I, and I think he's going to do well down at Memphis, not being super familiar with Memphis's roster. Maybe it takes some recruiting to get some of his guys in. I mentioned the run game. He's always had good running backs. He built some uh, offensive lines at Marshall, certainly with the help of offensive line coaches, but he's had all conference guys up and down that line every year. He was there um, two years ago, kid named Kane Madden was first team All-American. He was a guard, was fantastic on that Marshall team. So good, in fact, that he transferred to Notre Dame. It was a starter for Notre Dame all season this this year. So I think you're going to have a tough running game. You're going to have savvy quarterback play, not necessarily super flashy. You're not going to have the guy throwing for five and 600 yards or the dual threat type guy that's going to always be a threat to, to tuck it and take off. It's going to be this, the savvy kind of pro-style quarterback athletic receivers that run their route trees, get opens, third downs, um, guys you can depend on on, on third down, rather. Um, but under Huff, at least, the idea is to not get into too many third downs. Like I said, they want to go fast. They want to keep the sticks moving. They want to put up a lot of points, a lot of yards, a lot of plays. And I figure that's probably going to hold true when, when he gets down to Memphis. Like I said, I'm, I'm not super familiar with the roster that y'all have down there, but if the right guys are in place, he can do really well down there. Man, Tom, thank you so much for joining me, man. I, I really appreciate you last minute coming on on and 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 telling us a little bit about what we should expect from uh, Tim Cramsey. And I really appreciate um, appreciate you doing that for me, man. I uh, hope you have a great rest of the day. All right, thanks, Kenny. Anytime, bud. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tigers and Twenty Off the Boards. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to leave a rating and a comment wherever you download your podcast. If you are interested in daily content all about the University of Memphis athletic program, head over to www.gotigers247.com. Articles are published daily, and you can join the Go Tigers 247 family by signing up for a VIP membership for even more behind-the-scenes information.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.